In today's Change Through Pain podcast episode, I'm going to walk you through part two of recovery, 12 steps to a new you. If you haven't listened to recovery, 12 steps to a new you, part one, please check it out. Episode number 62. Today, I'm going to walk you through all 12 steps, how I apply them to my life and how you can apply them to your life to create change in all areas to becoming the greatest version of you. Let's get started. Wake up to what you've had your eyes closed to and unable to see. It's been right there all along, staring right back at you, patiently waiting on you to set it free and be fully you in this present moment. No more hiding, no more running, no more distractions. Now is the time to open your mind, open your heart, and open your soul to what you've been waiting to become. Feel into the energy and connect with your vibration of love and light and embrace this newfound understanding of your true identity. Feel into the love inside your heart and let it fill your entire body with radiant, abundant, and calming peace of mind that you are exactly where you're supposed to be in this exact moment. Give selflessly, enthusiastically, and unregrettably of your talents, expecting nothing in return but the karma one day returning to you. Focus each morning on returning your mind, body, and soul to this place of consciousness and live life to the best of your ability and gratitude. I'm telling you, that sums it up. That is the journey. It's waking up to what is inside of you that you've kept hidden or you've kept distracted by the outside world, whether it be drugs, alcohol, sex, addictions to pornography, other things that have kept you not living your best life and not living a free life. And that's what this 12-step journey is all about. And so I'm going to walk you through the 12 steps and how I associated them to my own life and my own journey of healing and recovery and how I applied them and continue to be on that journey of recovery. Let's get started. Welcome back to Change Through Pain. I hope this podcast episode finds you at a place, a journey, future destination of your best self, uh, healing, growing, learning, becoming. And man, I tell you, every time things are going in the direction that I desire them to go, or I want them to go, or I wish they would go, something happens. Such is life, right? And I realize that we all battle with different challenges in life in so many different areas. So many things happen to people and things that have not happened to me and may never happen to me that have happened to others, which is something that they have to deal with on their own and face the reality of how that affects their life. And This is my story. This is my journey. And I have to wake up every morning mindfully 
to set my mind right, to plan the day, to be successful. And success to me may be different than what success is or means to you. And so I'm not going to define what it what it means. I'm just going to share with you how success for me and how I apply the 12 steps, specifically Russell Brand's 12 steps, his variation of the Alcoholics Anonymous 12 steps. And I had a previous podcast episode to where I highlighted the 12 steps and um, just overall how I used this process to create a new me and a process that I didn't realize a journey that I was already on uh, on my own before I realized that this was indeed the path that I wanted to take and was necessary for me to heal in all areas of my life, my anger, my anxiety, my worry, my fear, my doubt, my depression, um, all those things that have created who I am today through conditioning of my environment and the people that I surrounded myself with, whether I had that choice or not, right? I grew up with certain parents, grew up with certain uh, siblings, uh, cousins, etc., and I am shaped and conditioned based on those relationships. And then I've also made choices to take a certain path that those individuals may not take, which got me to this point in my life right now at age 44. So I'm going to walk step-by-step through each of those Russell Brand uh, 12 recovery steps. And number one is, are you a bit effed? And I'm just going to leave out the actual expletive because I just want to be mindful of those that um, don't appreciate um, that language. And so I'm just going to kind of keep it even killed here. So are you a bit effed? Well, I was... And I knew it, but I wasn't ready to face it until I was ready to face it. That is the key here. And every single person is different when they decide that they are ready, that enough is enough. And sometimes it takes two, three, four, five, six, seven times. And some folks don't make it, unfortunately. Maybe they waited too long. Maybe it was their journey. Maybe it was what was supposed to happen. I'll let you decide. But let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. And let's stay focused right here in this present moment where we're at and what we're trying to achieve and learn to better ourselves. So, yes, I was. And I had to hit rock bottom, which my rock bottom is different than what it was for these other people and maybe for you. And I was an alcoholic. I am an alcoholic. And I had to decide that it was important enough for myself for my loved ones, for my friends, just for my, my, my peace of mind, my future, to no longer live a life that I was living, that I really truly was not happy with deep down inside within. Once I started looking within, started opening my heart, started shedding these toxic energies, letting go, releasing, forgiving myself and forgiving those that hurt me, that's when I started to connect and realize that that life was not the true me. I was living a false life. I was living a facade. I was pretending to be happy. And I was pretty good at it. And the alcohol helped. 
And when I got to a point to where maybe I wasn't happy on the outside, I used the alcohol to make myself happy and to make myself the center of attention and the, the fun guy that showed up with the six pack or the 12 pack or the, the whatever choice of alcohol that it may have been to get the party started. I was the fun uncle, right? That kind of situation. And is that the, is that the example that I wanted to set for my two teenage sons, my two sons? No. And I understand that now. And, and I know that that was necessary for me to get to this point. And I don't regret what I've done, but I did ask for forgiveness for the things that I know that I should not have done to myself and to others and how I affected others. And I just had to look at that first question and be honest. That's the key to this process is being brutally honest with yourself, number one. And then you have to decide to make that change. And so the second step, could you not be effed? Well, sure. If I want to make excuses, if I want to say, well, I didn't actually hurt anyone. I made it home safely, even though I drove drunk. I only had four or five beers. I didn't have the nine or 10 that I would normally have. So I had it under control, right? Make excuses. That's how I perceive this question. Could you not be effed? Well, sure. However you want to do it, whatever you want to do to make those excuses, to continue to run and hide, you can do that. Or you can answer honestly and be like, you know what? No, I am done pretending. I'm done making excuses. And this is it. I'm going to change my life right here and now. And it starts with this moment and it starts with daily disciplined action. And that's what I commit to do. Number three, are you on your own going to un-F yourself? Well, maybe you've tried on your own up to this point in your life and you've been unsuccessful. I could say that that would probably partially define me in my journey. I've always tried to do everything on my own and I felt like I was under control and I knew what was best and, you know, I just had a lot of ego involved. And I've got a couple of podcast episodes about ego and how once you decide to release the ego and stop allowing your ego to drive the bus of your life, that's when you become the real you. That's when you stop pretending. And that's what this recovery is all about. And you do need a support system, but you have to drop the ego and allow yourself to ask for help. There are plenty of people out there that will help you. There are plenty of psychologists, therapists, uh, psychiatrists if needed, uh, just friends, family, loved ones, uh, your spouse, your spouse should support you, should love you, should desire to see you improve yourself and ultimately improve the relationship. That's what's going to result from this. So are you on your own going to un-F yourself? Probably not. 
but it's possible. I'm not going to say it's impossible because there's some strong-willed people, and I am a very strong-willed person. But when it comes down to humans, we need relationship. We need support. We need love. We need someone just to share with. And journaling is fine, but sharing with someone who can confirm or object or share new thoughts, ideas, suggestions for you on how you can move forward and how you can handle it next time is very valuable. Number four, write down all the things that are effing you up and have ever effed you up and don't lie or leave anything out. How many pages do you have available, right? This could go on and on and on and it's necessary because you're shedding those layers of someone you are no longer desiring to be. And again, that's those are things that occurred in the past and they do not exist in this moment. Yes, they did affect you and they affected other people that may have been involved. But here you are now and it's time to live a new you, a new life and let those things go. That's why this is so important to write all these things down, to visualize yourself letting these things things go energetically, forgiving yourself, forgiving others, asking for forgiveness if, if necessary and if safe to do so for you and the other person. So you've gotta just be raw, you gotta be real, you gotta be honest, you gotta lay it all out there And don't hide anything because those things that you skip over or ignore or pretend that aren't that big of a deal are going to come up later as a trigger and you're going to have to deal with it then. And you may not get to all of that. I understand. But work on not skipping over anything, anything that pops up, any little thing, any, any, anything at all, just get it out there and work through it and talk through it and visualize yourself letting that go and moving forward. That's the only way to fully heal and recover. Number five, honestly tell someone trustworthy about how effed you are. 110% absolutely you've got to do that. I hope that you have someone in your life that you can turn to and just share with with no no judgment. And I hope that you can share without judging yourself. And if you're not to that place yet, you'll get there. You've got to catch yourself in those moments where you're making judgmental statements about yourself or about others. And you've got to change the way you speak about yourself, the way you speak in your head, the way you speak to others about yourself, about others, and about that individual directly to their face. That's so important. If you're using negative words or words that hurt or harm or or break someone down or belittle someone, you've got to eliminate that. Stupid, right? Use that word to describe things or people. That's really not a healthy word to use. You could replace that easily with anything like, I don't understand why this person does this. It's a mystery to me. 
I want to learn more and understand why and be more empathetic to that person as to why they made those decisions. Instead of saying, well, that person's so stupid for doing X, Y, Z, because I never did that. And I didn't learn that. And that's not the best way to do it. Whoa, slow down. Stop the ego. Stop the judgment. Stop speaking. Stop responding and reacting to those automatic negative thoughts and those conditioned negative thoughts that enter into your mind and sit still and just listen for once. That's part of the recovery and healing process. You've got to listen. Listen to yourself first. Listen to others without the desire to respond and get your words in, your words in first or not first but just to get it out there like hey i want to be heard and seen and known and, and feel like i'm important it's not about you all the time and to build true strong relationships there's got to be a give and take there's got to be that unconditional love to where you truly care about that person and you want to hear how their day was you want to hear their struggles and if they need your advice, they're going to ask for it. So just kind of keep that in mind as you're going through this process. It's really great to have someone in your corner to share with non-judgment. Number six. Well, that's revealed a lot of effed up patterns. Do you want to stop it? Seriously? <laughs> This reflection through these first five steps is going to reveal a lot of things that may be painful and you may have a lot of pride and ego that is holding on, trying to hold on to the life that it once knew that was so comfortable and so familiar, even if it was destructive and hurtful to yourself and to others. But that's when you realize you're on the right path. When you are making yourself uncomfortable when you're challenging your own thoughts, your own actions, your past, and you're challenging yourself to change and to do things differently and to apologize and to create a new life that's better for you and for those that are in your life and that you will meet. That's so important. And it hurts. It's painful. You're going to shed emotion. There's going to be emotion that comes up that you may have never dealt with before, just as I have. And I was a, I still am partially, but I was very ego-filled, manly man. Uh, I'm in control, in charge. I know what's going on. I know what's best. I had a hard time admitting uh, if I was wrong. Um, and I've shed most of that. I, I don't mind not knowing everything and I'm okay with asking directions as a man pulling over and saying, you know what, how do you get there? I'm not sure exactly this, this, uh, you know, I, I just don't quite understand these directions that I was given. So I'm going to just double check and make sure, or, Hey, can you help me put this together? Uh, just, I'm not really sure. Uh, the best way to do it. I don't mind asking those things now. And that's because I've dropped the ego. And that's part of the recovery and healing process. It's one of the biggest pieces of this whole puzzle to piecing your life back together, creating a new you, a new 
improved you. So do you want to stop this progress? Well, you can go ahead and walk out the door right now and go get your fix on whatever it is that you're recovering from or go back to your old behaviors of being rude and cruel and mean and divisive and derogatory and whatever it is towards whoever it is that you were hurting. You can just go right back to that easily. But then you got to start back over. And then you're going to feel like a failure. And so then you're going to be like, well, every time I try this, I fail. Well, the less you fail, the more you feel better about yourself, right? But you can still feel good about yourself if you fail. It's okay to fail. Everybody fails. You need to try something and you're going to fail and you get right back up and you keep moving forward. That's what recovery is all about. That's what these 12 steps are about. That's what Russell Brand is preaching daily, daily. He's got some phenomenal videos that you can watch on YouTube, on Instagram, probably on Facebook and start working on yourself. His book is, um, is absolutely amazing. I highly recommend reading his book recovery, which is why I'm creating these podcast episodes. So number seven, are you willing to live in a new way that's not all about you and your previous effed up stuff. You have to. Again, are you willing to make these sacrifices? Are you willing to make these changes? Are you willing to put on the daily disciplined work of creating new habits and an eventual lifestyle and reprogramming your brain to think in a different way? Eliminating those automatic negative thoughts and turning those into optimism, right? Some of those are still going to pop in your head, but you're not going to respond. You're going to learn not to react and to respond. And that's what the new life is all about. And it's tough. It's really, really tough. But in this moment, are you willing to take on this challenge of living your life in a new way and maybe losing people? from your life that you had in your life for a long time, maybe your whole life. And you start growing and you start realizing that these people are not good for me in one way, shape or form. And you've got to face that. You've got to be willing to walk away. You've got to be willing to be grateful and realize what the blessings were that they brought to your life up to this point and how you letting them go is a blessing to you and a blessing to them because it may show them by example that they may need to change something in the, of themselves for their own growth and their own journey to becoming the best version of themselves. And it's hard. Most people aren't willing and able to do that. They're afraid and they're afraid of being alone. They're afraid of facing the thoughts in their head, their fears, anxieties, the doubts. They're afraid of those things. And I understand I was too, and I still am to a certain extent, but I take it day by day. I take it moment by moment. And that's the key to all of this. Number eight, prepare to apologize to everyone for everything affected by your being so effed up. Oh, this is a tough one. This truly shows 
yourself and others that you are willing to make amends, to apologize, and to change yourself by being honest and being kind and showing that you are committed to changing your life and to doing for yourself what others need in their own lives, right? Because when you're carrying all that around, all that guilt, all that shame of things that you've done, it's really tough to be yourself and be authentic and to have an open heart. And that is really the key to this recovery process and these 12 steps. So apologizing, wow. Now, what he shares is that you don't need to, in every circumstance, to actually apologize directly to the person because sometimes it's not good for them, it's not good for you. It might uh, bring up old wounds that maybe they're not ready to deal with and it's not fair to them. And you may not have fully worked through that, but at least you're making that effort to get it out on paper and apologize to yourself in writing, um, verbalize it, um, just get it out there. That's, that's one of the keys. So definitely you have to do step number eight. So step nine, of course, following after step eight of preparing to apologize is the apologizing itself. Again, unless that would make things worse and what might make that worse is which I mentioned before is that if someone was not expecting you to apologize, they weren't prepared, they weren't ready to see you, they didn't want to see you, um, there was some kind of physical or, or violent abuse, verbal abuse that occurred and you shouldn't go near them and you wanted to apologize for that, the best course of action is just to write that down and to get it out and to share it with uh, your sponsor which is part of the 12-step process. So eight and nine really go together, and they are some of the toughest yet most important parts of this process to releasing the negative toxic energy which no longer serves you, which is part of your past, and allowing yourself to live present and to move forward with your life. Uh, hopefully uh, a little bit lighter, a little bit more free, um, Hopefully that guilt, that shame has been eliminated and then you can turn these things around and turn it into something um, that's going to be good for yourself and good for others. Now, number 10, watch out for effed up thinking and behavior and be honest when it happens. You're going to stumble, you're going to fall, you're going to be challenged and you're going to have to decide how you're going to deal with it. And are you going to fall right back into the same old behaviors? Uh, you don't want to surround yourself by those people that you associated with during those times in your life where you're doing things that you no longer want to do or that you regret doing, uh, whether it was drugs, alcohol, um, sexual activity, um, you know, stealing, robbing, uh, fighting, whatever it was. You don't want to associate with those people or that old life anymore. And so you want to be mindful of when you have the opportunity to fall back into that same pattern, that same conditioning that's comfortable, 
right, that is familiar. That's when you have to check yourself. That's when you have to be mindful and set your mind right each morning so you have a better opportunity to be successful when you face these challenges. Step 11, stay connected to your new perspective. Well, yeah, you've got to continue. You've got to practice each day. You've got to talk to others that are going through a similar recovery, uh, whether it be the 12 steps or something similar. And you've got to fill your mind with audiobooks, with podcasts, with, uh, there's thousands of YouTube videos out there with great information to help you improve yourself and build yourself up and heal yourself. And, and those that you surround yourself with each day, um, you want to make sure that you're not spending too much time around toxic people, negative people, uh, they're going to bring you back down. And so you've got to always stay connected to this new perspective. And a few ways that I have done that is through some familiar podcasts of um, that got me through this process and that helped me get to where I am today. And so those are soothing to me. Uh, those bring me comfort and peace. And those are important. And there's certain audiobooks that I'm rereading that helped me through the really, really dark, tough times. And then, of course, staying connected to those individuals who were there for me no matter what through all of this, which typically there's very few of those individuals. If you're lucky enough to have two or three or four of those individuals, um, you are so blessed and you should be so grateful and you should thank these people on a regular basis and be there for them when they need you because they will. And last step, number 12. Look at life less selfishly. Be nice to everyone. Help people if you can. Well, of course you can. You can do something to help someone uh, every single day. But the point is, is to drop the ego. Stop being so selfish. Stop making everything about what you can get out of it or what you can gain or how you can make yourself look better or feel better. But just... Put others first outside of your self-care. Let me be clear on that. You want to practice your daily self-care first to make sure you take care of yourself so you're prepared to give back to others. You want to have that right energy, that right mindset, that right perspective to be prepared to give others what they need from you in your encounter. And your energy is powerful. People can read you especially empaths, and you'll be able to read the energy of others. Um, and you can almost tell what kind of a day they're already having just by their energy. It's very powerful. And of course, their, their body language. And take the opportunity to give back every single day in some way, shape, or form, whether it's hold the door open for somebody, send a nice text, send a nice letter, a nice email, um, just tell someone how nice they look, um, share positive energy, put it out there, and that energy, that karma will come back to you and it'll spread throughout the world. And that's what we all need to be doing. And so if you take these 12 steps seriously, they will help you follow a specific path, a roadmap to your healing and your recovery 
in all areas of your life, but you've got to be honest. You've got to be open. You've got to be willing to put in the work and to face some of the very deep, dark secrets that you may have helped held captive is really what I'm trying to say inside of you. And I tell you, when you release those things, it opens up a whole new world for you. So I can't recommend everyone to walk through these 12 steps and apply them to their own life in any area, because we've all got things that we can prove upon and work on. We just have to be willing to put in the work and help us on our journey to becoming the greatest version of ourselves. And that's the journey that I'm on right now. So thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate you. I uh, hope this provided some value, some practical tips, uh, insight, perspective on how you can apply the 12 steps to your life and how it was applied to my life and has helped me on my journey to recovery and becoming the greatest version of myself. Thank you so much. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the Change Through Pain podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. As a men's coach, my mission is to empower men to have confidence, be disciplined, and live on purpose with passion. If you're a man who desires to replace current habits that are keeping you stuck by creating new habits that will transform your mental, physical, financial, and relational health, this program is for you. The first program I offer is a strategy session to sit down and unpack one challenge you're currently facing. The second program I offer is the Empower Hour. It's a one-hour video chat, and we'll focus on one area of your life you're unsatisfied with and help you determine a measurable action plan. The third program I offer is 30-Day Power Up. It's a four-week high-intensity wake-up call. And the final one is the Man on a Mission. That is the signature program that will take you from where you are now and create the life you desire in 15 weeks. If you're interested in any of these, please learn more by visiting chainsthroughpain.com.